Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. One thing that has always struck me as unique and interesting about the Christian faith is that we have a God who wishes to engage with us in conversation. We have a religion not of idols or images where we try and get hold of God. We have a religion based around words. Remember, in the temple of Jerusalem, in the inner sanctum of the temple, wasn't a big throne with an idol sitting on it. It was an empty throne. The Ark of the Covenant, it was just God's footstool. The footstool for an invisible king speaking to his people. So for us Christians, we hear God's voice most often through God's written word, scripture, and that word, preached and explained to us by authorised Christians, pastors or lay preachers. Pastor Joel Kramer said something interesting the other week. He said, when I get up and preach, it's me preaching. But if we stop and think about it, God is speaking to you through me. You know, I think that is in part why Martin Luther made such a big deal about the third commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Basically, participate in the holy day. Do the holy day so you can hear God speak to you. Do Sunday worship so you can hear God's voice. So my brothers and sisters, you want God to speak to you? You've got to make time for it, just like you would for your partner or your best friend or your children. You want a relationship with someone? Stop. Slow down. Turn your phone off. You know, have you ever tried to have a conversation with someone and the other person is just looking at their phone and not really listening to you? You know, that's what it's like. I think we need to be able to stop and slow down to Sabbath. Stopping and slowing down is exactly what Elijah did in today's reading. You know, Elijah has given his all for God. He's given his life to proclaiming and being a prophet. And now he's running for his life, running from Jezebel who wishes him dead. Now he is sick of it at this point in time. He's sick of life. He just wants it to end. So where does he go? Does he go and run and jump off a cliff? Does he go and get drunk? Nah, Elijah goes to church. Effectively, Elijah goes to the wilderness in the direction of Mount Sinai. Remember, Mount Sinai is the original place of God coming down and speaking with Moses. Elijah, at his worst point, goes to church. And isn't it amazing, brothers and sisters, that we can have, through the blessing of technology, do church from home to set aside some time to be with God and with God's family, even virtually. Now, there are other types of experiences where we might find God speaking to us. Powerful moments where we hear a voice. And this is a follow-on from what Joel said as well, that God uses different methods to speak to different people. God speaks at different times to different people. And he uses the whole breadth of his universe to speak to us. He can, be, speak, he can speak through science, events of nature, people, whispers, shouts, circumstances, dreams, visions, 
and more. And if you want a really good expose on this from a great teacher, I encourage you to go to this message on YouTube by Rick Warren, learn how to recognize God's voice. It's a whole hour long, so you can set aside some time for that if you want further detail. But one of the things I found really fascinating in that message is when he talks about our inner voice. When I get an idea in my mind, how do I know where that idea came from, that impression, that thought? How do I know it didn't come from the devil or it came from the bad burrito ate last night? Or, or it came from uh, my own thoughts. I just thought it up. I mean, you talk to yourself all the time. I talk to myself all the time. I am my own best friend. <laughs> and you're talking, you have a running conversation with you throughout the day. How do I look? How do I feel? What's going on? How should I handle that? Respond to that. And it's very easy to sometimes be confused on, is this God telling me to do this? Or is this just something I want to do? You know what I'm talking about? Is this really just my idea? Or did God give me this idea? Or did it come to the devil? Or is it some bad tape that I'm playing in the past? It is extremely important. You know how to discern when it's God talking to you. Sometimes we can get confused when we use that inner voice and we can confuse that with God's voice. You know, I knew someone once and, and maybe you've come across this kind of person as well. And in their sentences, they'd be saying, well, you know, God told me to do this. So I went and did that. And then I heard the voice. And so I went and did that. And God told me to go and run over here. And God got me this car park at the place at the, just the right time. And, and then God told me, God, God, God. And you can't argue with any of it because they're confusing their inner voice with the voice of God. And with one person I knew it got to the point where they were saying, well, you know, God told me to leave my wife and have an affair. Now, I'm sorry, but that isn't consistent with God's word. 1 John 4, 1. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God. And brothers and sisters, it's the same with our inner voice. We need to test it. God often directs us in the things we are already doing in his kingdom. I want to share with you what happened when I felt God calling me to serve him in public ministry as a pastor. You know, I'd been toying with this idea even in my uni years. And when I began my team ministry before uh, going on the farm, an AOG minister was praying and he put a hand on me and he prophesied, Stephen, you're going to be a preacher. Now, I simply filed that away and uh, my inner voice thought, oh, cool. And I didn't act on it straight away. I weighed it up. And at the time, it wasn't the right time. Years later, when I was uh, working on the farm, I'd, I'd left team ministry, got married to a beautiful wife, moved to the farm. And so I was working with dad there. And dad said, well, you know, 
I'd really prefer you didn't feel like you had to be on the farm, but if you are, let's get you educated. Go off to uh, TAFE at Richmond and do a wool classing course. So that's what I did. While I was there and towards the end of that course, something didn't feel right. And I remember after the day getting in my car ready to drive home and I felt my inner voice say, you're enjoying this study, aren't you? But you're studying the wrong thing. And it suddenly occurred to me that, was this God prompting me to finally learn and study to become a pastor? So I tested the spirit. And I did that by going home and talking to my new wife. Now, Therese had always been horrified by the thought of me becoming a pastor. Even uh, in my uni years when I'd talked to her about it, she was horrified by that idea. But in this instance, when I came home, she looked at me and said, yes, it's time. And then I went to my pastor and I told him the whole story. And he looked at me, put his hand on my shoulder and he said, it's about bloody time. I tested the spirits. I tested that inner voice to see if that was God or if that was me. And I have the profound sense now in testing that, that that was God. Brothers and sisters, God often directs us in the things that we are already doing in his kingdom how to take the ministry that we're involved in further, maybe to take that next step in serving him and helping others. God often speaks to us in ways that are powerful through his word, sometimes by the prompting uh, of that inner voice. Sometimes we have that prompting of our inner voice when we witness something powerful in nature. I had a powerful experience listening to the preacher and evangelist to the bikies, the Reverend, the late Reverend John Smith. Um, I heard him preach at a youth event uh, when I was a young man and I was, by the end of it, I was bawling my eyes out and I went down the front and he prayed for me. I had a powerful sense of God doing something, of God speaking to me through this amazing speaker. God's message to us, God's voice to us, and for his kingdom will be one of grace. And I want to read to you some notes from Pastor Chris. That God's voice works within a framework of grace, consistent with the overwhelming testimony of scripture that increases our trust and relationship that develops boldness hand in hand with compassion that increases evangelistic capacity and that builds the church and individuals brothers and sisters i would love to know how you think god has spoken to you for some of you it will simply be yeah I come to church and I heard this great message once and it prompted me to 
do this. Others of you will have experiences where you'll be acutely aware of that inner voice and how God is sometimes using that inner voice to give you messages to help other people or to prompt you to do that or to speak to you about something wrong in your own life. You know, the Holy Spirit convicts us of our own sin and our own shortcomings and, and drives us to Jesus for his forgiveness, drives us towards repentance. Sometimes God speaks to us through family members, sometimes through circumstance. Sometimes we feel him goading us and other times we feel him leading us. Sometimes we feel God pushing us from behind or leading us ahead. What's important is that relationship. What's important is that trust. What's important is that we test the spirits. What's important is that like Elijah, when trouble comes, is that we wind up in God's presence that we speak to him and can switch off and actually listen to him. 